Live from Miami, Florida, the foodie presents WTF. Where's the food? And the show is back. What's up? What's going on? It is Nick, and welcome to the new season, season two of WTF Where's the Food. Thank you guys for listening and standing by. We are officially back. Season two underway. Big season two on the way. And more info on that in the upcoming weeks. But right now, we are kicking off the big season two of WTF Where's the Food, presented by the Halal Guys. All your favorites are back, too. Food news, food porn, cocktail of the week will be back in a couple weeks. Promise very soon. But food news and food porn definitely happening this week. Of course, you can follow me on social media at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and of course, an amazing website, thefoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E.com, and you can subscribe and download to WTF Words of Food wherever you get and listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, and if you do listen to WTF Words of Food on Apple Podcasts, please leave me a review on there. Five stars, just saying. Oh, and almost forgot, you can listen to full episodes of WTF Words of Food on the website as well, thefoodie.com. So let's break down episode number one of season two. Nick Nistico joining the show from Sweet Liberty in Miami. We're going to talk everything about Sweet Liberty, of course, and how um, he kind of ended up here in Miami, kind of his journey. Plus, Nick is going to create some amazing cocktails using olive oil, believe it or not. He's teamed up with olive oils from Spain or something really awesome. We'll get all that info. Plus, you can make these cocktails at home, all that stuff and more on the episode today. Plus, food news is back. We got a lot to talk about, and we'll get to every single part of it. And, of course, food porn of the week this week from Mix Eats. And uh, she posted this burger, and it's absolutely insane. You're going to want this. Let's just leave it that way. So let's uh, let's kick off the big show, episode number one of season two. Going to kick it off with my conversation with Nick Nistico from Sweet Liberty in Miami. And I'm joined in studio by, he's kind of legendary to me, Nick Nistico from Sweet Liberty. Welcome to the show. You're too kind. You're, you're a legend <laughs> in my mind as well. Well, thank you. Thank you. Now, you're here to, about, to talk about some cocktails that you're creating with olive oils of Spain, right? Correct. And we'll get to that in a second. But first, I kind of want to get to know you a little bit. So where are you originally from? Where, how, how'd you get to Miami? I was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay. And I went to school in New Jersey, okay. Rutgers University. When I finished up school, a uh, buddy and mine, we were like, you know what? Let's take the summer. Let's go down to Florida for a little bit. Okay. So we came down here for about a month and change. And after that, we were like, you know, let's get an apartment. You know, stay, okay. we'll stay for like six months. Okay. See how it goes from there. And uh, that was all she wrote. From there, I kind of evolved in the hospitality to pay off student loans and things of that nature. Okay. And I got really fortunate when I took a job in South Beach. I linked up with the right people at the right time. And my career just flourished from there on. I was, I was very lucky. So why why did you guys decide to come to, to Florida, to Miami? Literally, we had a couple of buddies that were down here that had finished their semesters in school for the summertime, and we were just coming down to hang out. You know, it was a thing to do. We were, you know, New Jersey was getting old for us. We figured we'd come <laughs> try something new for the summer, and uh, it turned out to be a great fit. And, and it's been just al- decided to stay. It's been almost 15 years since. The friend wow. I moved down with became a private pilot, and now I, I've been in hospitality for over 10 years. And, and why did you kind of get into, like, the whole bartending thing? Like, why bartending or hospitality? You know, I was fortunate, and when I was early in the stage, I met uh, my late friend, the guy named John Lemaire, mm-hmm. who uh, has passed away recently, and he mentored me straight through. But I met him when I was younger in the game, okay. and he saw something in me, and he was like, you should stick with this craft cocktail hospitality thing. You've got the X Factor, and, and I'll help you out. 
And he did. Now, what you before you went to bartending? What did you originally want to be like growing up? Oh man, you know, I was really into animals when I was younger, so okay. I got a degree in biology. Okay. And then I kind of wanted to work for Florida Fish and Wildlife. Okay. But then I saw how the pay scale worked for that and all those different things, and I was like, you know, maybe working for the government's not for me. Okay. And uh, once you bartend in South Beach for a year, it's pretty tough to get away from that. Would you, would you, if you weren't bartending, would you see yourself doing something with animals? Uh, no, I would probably be on the culinary side of things, okay. which we can talk more as we get into the olive oil and you'll see how that kind of connects. And before you came to Florida, you landed at Sweet Liberty and all that stuff. Where, you did a bunch of stinks other places across the U.S. Yes, and that's really, I mean, uh, when a lot of craft cocktail bartenders came up, they were working at mixology-driven bars mm-hmm. where I really cut my teeth in restaurant bars, okay. which was completely different than a lot of my colleagues. Yeah. I was always working with food, and I had to have cocktails that went along with food. It wasn't just people coming in for drinks. Yeah. So because of that, when things started to evolve... Most of my ideas and cocktails and concepts came from chefs and the walk-in and the kitchen and just exploring ingredients that the kitchen was bringing in, as opposed to a lot of the other guys were working with crafty liqueurs and vermouths and amaros. I didn't have access to that 10 years ago, but I did have access. I was working with great chefs, but I did have access to every fruit and vegetable and olive oil and vinegar that you can imagine. That's the same, because you know, when they first pitched me for you to come in and do these olive oil cocktails, I'm like, olive oil and cocktails? Wait, do you see how it works? It's like amazing. You're a master, I, I would imagine. And, and it all becomes because you started early and you didn't have access, right? And when you're working with things like vegetables and herbs, you see how it's a natural progression. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you're working with vegetables like cucumbers, for instance, you would never make something in cucumber. What, what's the best? Olive oil, lemon, salt, pepper. Makes a That's regular, how I would eat it. Makes a regular cucumber a million times better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I was making cucumber cocktails, I was like, let me try and put some salt and pepper in there. You know, why don't we take some of that really good olive oil that we have and shake that up and just see what happens? And sure enough, it started to work really, really well. And this is a long time ago. That's insane. Yeah. Well, like some people listening, they might have never even heard of Sweet Liberty. Mm-hmm. How would you kind of describe Sweet Liberty to them? We are a local neighborhood bar. We do uh, craft cocktails the best that we can, but really we hang our hat on hospitality and being a spot for not only Miami Beach locals, but tourists that are looking for something outside of the resort. Outside of the hotel and the glitz and the glam, you can come to our place and sit down and feel welcome. And you guys won Best American Bar Team this year at the Tales of Cocktail, correct? We are so proud and so humbled and fortunate to have won Best American Bar Team. It's really a true testament to, uh, again, to our leader, the late John LaMare, and everything that he did to put us together there mm-hmm. and invest in the people. And uh, yeah, amazing. Would you ever think when you moved to Florida 15 years ago that you would be at Sweet Liberty on you know the best American bar team for the year, would you ever, ever in a million years think that, that you would be in that situation? You know, maybe not that long ago, but I can tell you after working with John for the first few years, I had no doubt that we were destined for great things. He has this saying that you guys have this huge neon sign, pursue happiness, and, and how does that kind of apply to the bar now and you know, apply in your life? It's, again, it's not even applying to the bar, it's to yeah. our lives. You know, and what makes our bar great is, our people are happy. How many establishments do you go to where there's a miserable bartender, mm-hmm. you know, or the staff doesn't really or get along with or, each other or a bar back? Yeah. You come to Sweet Liberty and it's a family. We all care about each other. We care about each other outside of work mm-hmm. as well as inside of work. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, John always said, when you're happy, it's easier to make other people happy. Correct. And when you're not happy, it's very difficult. So yep. that's, re- that's really instilled into us. And that's what makes our place so great and welcoming. What's your favorite, like, kind of go-to cocktail at Sweet Liberty right now? Oh, my favorite go-to at Sweet Liberty? 
That's a tough one to say. Really tough one. We got a lot of great things on the like, menu. You know, but like our, our pina colada. Pina colada. Yeah, our pina colada is really unique. It's a special recipe. It's award winning. It has uh, coffee beans and Pedro Jimenez sherry inside of it. Okay. Really gives it a unique taste out of any other pina colada you had. And it's, pina colada is so played out, if you will, on the beach. It is. You're so used to just getting that same pina that, colada that, everywhere. That syrup. Exactly. And you come to us and you get a delicious balanced cocktail that's not so heavy that you can't eat all night yeah. and not too sweet that you can't finish it. How many of pina coladas can you have in one uh, night? In one sitting? Yeah. I've, I've had four myself. Okay. I've seen people go upwards of six. Okay. But um, I think that's probably about the threshold from there. <laughs> we, got, we have a great menu. So when people come in, I encourage you to not just stick with one drink. Yeah. Bounce around through the menu and consult the bartenders. Let them kind of lead you along in the experience. Now, when you have a night off from bartending, what's kind of your go-to drink? What do you like to drink? You know, if I'm going out to dinner with the family, I'm a big martini guy, gin okay. martinis. I go out. My limit is two. <laughs> one before, one after. Uh, after dinner, I like espresso cocktails, anything with coffee inside of it I like. And then outside of that, I think just like a lot of my colleagues, uh, I'm a shot and a beer guy. Shot you know, a neat shot of Reposado tequila and a nice Mexican lager. Nice. What, what's uh, your favorite restaurant kind of right now in the moment in Miami? Oh, Brad Kilger's joint, Alter, Alter? In, uh, in Wynwood. Okay. Yeah, that's a great place. Brad's always pushing the envelope and uh, doing great things over there. Yeah. Now, so let's get to the olive oil stuff. You've partnered with olive oils from Spain to create cocktails that have olive oil in it, right? Yes. Now, tell me how, how they, well, I guess now I know why they reached out to you, but how did you get kind of partnered up with you know, I think they were looking for somebody that had experience making culinary-driven cocktails or somebody who had worked with olive oil in cocktails before. So when I, when the opportunity came about and they were looking for people in Miami, I think it just worked out to be a great fit. And this was easy for you, right? Because you, you've been doing this. I think they were in shock when we got on the phone. And I told them, <laughs> I was like, listen, I was working with olive oil cocktails almost 10 years ago. And they probably thought I was lying. Probably. <laughs> but no, realistically, that's the truth. So explain what's in this cocktail right now. So this is a, a riff on a traditional basil smash. One of my favorite classic cocktails, a modern classic. You just take basil. Some fresh lime, generally it would be, but when I'm working with olive oil, I prefer to use lemon juice. Lemon juice, the difference between lemon and lime primarily is malic acid. Okay. Malic acid you can relate to, it's in like a Warhead candy or a Sour Patch Kid. It's that extra tart flavor that you get on the back, okay. which you really need to cut through the fattiness of the olive oil. Dude, it's insane. Isn't that great? And you can, <laughs> you can and you really see what the olive oil does. It's not, you know, I hate when you put an ingredient inside of a cocktail just to have it in there. Yeah. Which I've seen a million oh, times. That's great. Like, like, olive oil actually lends to the texture and the flavor of the drink. Like straight nose, I get it instantly. 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 And so simple. The cocktails I chose today to do, I mean, are, are just simple. You don't have to be a mixologist or even an at-home bartender to accomplish any of these. They are simple, simple builds. You can make this at home before dinner. <laughs> and people definitely need to come check you out at Sweet Liberty, right, Nick? Yes, for sure. For sure. Not only myself, but obviously the best bar team in America. Come and see our guys so I'm see our guys and our girls and have some fun. Show people a good time. Is there something, you know, Miami's changing so much, so rapid. Is there something in the hospitality industry that you want to see happen more? You know, one thing about hospitality that never changes is showing people a good time and making them feel welcome. And I think that's the one thing that kind of gets lost in the mix. Mm -hmm. I always say it's the food and drinks. You get to a point with craft cocktails where I'll be honest with you, you can go to a lot of bars, mm -hmm. a lot of places and get a great drink. Yeah. You know, balancing a cocktail is not rocket science once you know what you're doing. Yeah, you got to know what you're doing. You got to know what you're doing. But just like anything else, when you're a professional at it, you get in a groove and you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But what separates the better places from the great places are that hospitality aspect. Coming in, feeling welcome. Being able to look at a cocktail menu of things you've never had before mm -hmm. 
and be led along. Like, for instance, an olive oil cocktail. Yeah. You would come in and see that on a menu. Never order it. Never order never it. Order be it. completely apprehensive to it. Yep. But you come to a place like Sweet Liberty, we have things on the menu you may have never heard of. Yeah. But at the same time, we're there to steer you towards them. Nick, thanks for coming on the show. I truly appreciate it. Tell people how they can follow you. Uh, you can follow us uh, at Sweet Liberty uh, Instagram. You can follow myself at nnistico on Instagram.com. And all of our social media outlets through Sweet Liberty. Tag us, Pursue Happiness, Sweet Liberty, Miami Beach. Big thanks to Nick from Sweet Liberty Drink Supply Company for coming on the show. Make sure you go check them out at Sweet Liberty, Miami Beach. The bar is amazing. You're going to love it. And these olive oil cocktails, if you get a chance to try them at any point, make sure you do because they're unbelievable. Let's jump into food news. So mac and cheese candy canes now exist. Candy producer Archie McPhee has been spotted showing these candy canes off on their website. Now, they apparently taste like instant mac and cheese, and the company says it uses flavoring in the candy canes and no dairy. So you get a six-pack of these right now for $5.95 a piece, and they are limited edition, so once they are gone, they are gone. Little Caesars just launched a pizza locker. They call it the Pizza Portal. It's a self-heated locker that you can just roll through your Little Caesars location and pick up your mobile order. Just place the order through the app, pay for it, enter a three-digit pin like a locker, and it's going to unlock and give you your order. So this just takes hot and ready to a whole new level. And it's official. If you haven't heard by now, Dunkin' Donuts is dropping the donuts and is becoming just Dunkin'. This change will take place in January next year, and according to Dunkin', customers are now on a first-name basis with Dunkin' Donuts and are officially now BFFs. Olive Garden has created a lasagna dip that is served with pasta chips. It takes all the good parts of the lasagna and turns them into a dip. Layers of cheese, homemade meat sauce, and topped with smoked mozzarella and served with pasta chips. And let's not forget the fried lasagna sheets that are tossed in Parmesan and garlic salt. This won't be on the menu forever, so I would check it out sooner than later. Now, if you love Nutella, you're going to love new M&M's hazelnut spread. These have their amazing classic candy coating, but they're filled with creamy, chocolatey, nutty hazelnut. This joins the amazing lineup of new M&M flavors like white chocolate peanut, Hollywood cookies and scream, crunchy mint flavor, and international flavors like English toffee peanut, Mexican jalapeno peanut, and Thai coconut peanut. Now, the new hazelnut spread M&M's won't be available until April next year, but to hold you over until then, M&M's is releasing chocolate bars made with milk chocolate and M&M minis sprinkled in it and come in flavors like peanut, crispy, crispy mint, and almond. These bars will be available in December. Now, Arby's parent company just bought Sonic for $2.3 billion. Inspire Brands now owns Arby's, Buffalo Wild Wings, Rusty Taco, and now Sonic. Inspire Brands say they won't change anything big about Sonic and will leave it as an independent brand. They love the quirks of Sonic, like its drive-in format and its pickle juice slushies and more. Now, Chipotle is testing new items at its new test kitchen. The test kitchen is called Next, and it's located in Chelsea, Manhattan. And items being tested are a quesadilla with meat, fajitas, or sofritas, and a side of rice and beans, or nachos. They're also being tested, along with a frozen paloma and a cinnamon and cardamom-infused Mexican chocolate shake. No word if any of these items will go nationwide, but at least it's a positive sign they're going in the right direction. And that's the food news for this week. Of course, if you want more food news, I got it for you on the website, thefoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. Food Porn of the Week. And the food porn of the week this week coming to you from Mix Eats. You can make sure you give her a follow at Mix Eats. 
the queso frito bun burger from Educos, Miami. Now, there I know that Educos is having some issues because of construction in the city, but this this burger, this photo is worth the trouble to go check it out. The bun is made from queso frito itself. It's fried cheese and a delicious burger inside. It's insane. I've been dreaming about this burger, and I need to check it out for myself. You can check it out right now. I posted it on Instagram at the foodie, T-H-E. F-O-O-D-E. And of course, thank you to at Mix Eats for providing this week's food porn of the week. If you do see some food porn you think we should highlight, tag me on the photo on Instagram at the foodie. And that's it. That's going to wrap up episode one of season two. Thank you guys for listening. Season two is back and we have some great guests stopping by as well. Great surprises as well. WTF Wars of Food is presented by the Hala guys. A big thank you to them. Speaking of great surprises, if you haven't heard by now, I'm co-hosting an event during South Beach Seafood Week. It's called Crab Slabs and Cabs. It's going down October 18th at the Shellbourne. I'm hosting this great event alongside Miami Food Porn. It's going to be amazing. You're not going to want to miss it. It's basically the ultimate surf and turf event. If you love surf and turf, you're going to love this event. There's, I'm getting literally, there's less than 30 tickets left for this event. You want to get them now. And if you use the code FOODIE, F-O-O-D-E, you get 20% off tickets. And I hope to see each and every one of you there. Of course, you need more info on the event. It's on the website, thefoodie.com. Crab slabs and cabs. You're going to love this event. Make sure you check it out. And I hope to see you on the sands of South Beach during South Beach Seafood Week, especially during Crab Slabs and Cabs on October 18th. Of course, you can listen to WTF Words of Food presented by the Halal Guys wherever you get and listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave me a review there. Of course, follow me on Instagram at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E, Twitter and Facebook as well. Got an amazing website that I put an episode recap on there, thefoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E.com. Plus, you can listen to full episodes on thefoodie.com as well. My name is Nick. Thank you again for listening to WTF Words of Food presented by the Hala Guys. Episode 2 coming next week. And, of course, you'll get a preview of the South Beach Seafood Festival with some chefs joining me to talk all about it. Hope you join me next week. My name is Nick, and always remember to hashtag never stop eating.